Cause let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets She's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on, too You know I've never seen a better stew Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase I'm Betty, I'm a flight attendant for a major airline And I bring you stories from the airplane from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. The music for this episode was sent to me by a listener lamed named Lenore, and uh, she sent me a link to the Huffington Post where they had a YouTube combination of all these vintage airline commercials. And I, I thought a lot of them were cute and funny. I think uh, Suzanne Summers was in one of them. <laughs> and some of these commercials, I don't, I don't even, you know... If I was alive, I don't remember them, <laughs> but they were really cute. Hope you enjoyed them, and let's just get on with the show. Go, go, go. Take a National Airlines Miami go-go vacation. It's Miami. We had a flight Dubai into the United States, and a lot of the contract workers that fly back and forth really have a hard time sleeping and getting through the flight it's about 15 hours so this one day a guy probably was maybe in the bar having a few drinks before he flew and then possibly even took some Ambien or other sleep aids about in the middle of the flight he went to the bathroom and took off all of his clothes he proceeded (laughs) to walk all the way to the front of the airplane and climb in bed in one of the sleeper seats with one of our first class passengers. A guy or a girl? Another man. (laughs) 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 So the flight attendant working the flight said, come with me, ushered him back to the back bathroom and said, go in there and put on all your clothes and go sit down and he did and he slept the rest of the way. When he got to Atlanta, he went back to the back where the flight attendants in the back were, and he said, did I do something on the flight this time? And they said, well, you probably don't want to know. And he, they, But they did tell him anyway. And he said, you know, I thought something might have happened when I woke up with my underwear in my hand. <laughs> I'm Renee Montaigne. There are only so many movies you can watch on a 15-hour flight from Canada to Australia. So how about a real-life game of I Spy? At the request of air traffic control, an Air Canada jumbo jet dropped down low over the ocean, and the captain instructed passengers to look out their windows in search of a yacht gone adrift. And they spotted it. 
16 hours lost at sea, the sailor was rescued, and the flight was only 40 minutes late. It's morning. I would have loved to heard the PA that they made with that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to ask your cooperation. If you could please open your window shades at least halfway, and if you wouldn't mind, start staring out of the water and look for a lost yacht. Uh, he's been missing for about 16 hours. If someone finds the yacht, could you please ring your flight attendant call button? Thank you very much, and thank you for your attention and cooperation in this matter. Okay, so I have... Okay, there was a lady on a 727 waiting for a wheelchair. Back then, it was, I think, seat 1C, and she was sitting there. We had a curtain. We had a curtain that we could close up and everything, and um, her wheelchair wouldn't come, her wheelchair wouldn't come, and so finally she said, Honey, do you have a tin can? A tin and can. I said, A tin can? And I said, No, what do you need a tin can for? She goes, I need a piddle in the cup. And I go, Piddle, piddle in the cup. And I said, Well, I don't think you can do that. She goes, I do it all the time. And then she proceeded to take out, but I didn't have anything, so she proceeded to take out a cool whip container from her bag <laughs> and she asked me if I would pull that curtain across so she could piddle in a cup. Piddle in a cup. It's National Airlines Miami Go-Go at a go-go flight. Everyone can These two flight attendants in Houston, you know how we used to have those pita pockets and, yes. and how everybody would ask, is it turkey or, no they would say if it was turkey or ham. Right. And it cut getting tired of people asking that over and over so they were on the beverage card and they made a bet about when the next person was going to ask that what they were going to do so they were on the beverage card working and they came to this passenger here and he did the what is this ham or turkey and she picked it up off his tray took a bite out of it she said tastes like turkey <laughs> and the other flight attendant burst out laughing and handed her a five dollar bill over the cart but anyway they had extra meals to give him because he was in shock at first but then he burst out laughing too it was the talk of the houston base it I was thinking you were going to say, but it was that hammer turkey, and you were going to say, like, oh, it's warthog. <laughs> no, no. Are we putting you on? I had this very pod-centric day recently. I woke up in Paris, and I was just checking my emails. And, you know, I, I, keep, I keep, like, a Google search. So if my name comes up on something or, you know, some kind of aware of people are talking about me or whatever. And I was in a British newspaper, the Telegram. And, you know, I didn't, was just reviewing podcasts and picked like three and I was one of them. And it's like, wow, that's great. I didn't even do anything. And I get to be in a British newspaper. And that was fun. And then I, um, I worked my flight home and I barely get on my commuter flight. And this is the first time this has ever happened to me. I sat down to this nice talkative guy. We started talking about him selling his condo or co-op in New York, you know, was just having normal conversation. And he, he's looking at me funny and he's like, do, do I know you? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, I, your, um, your voice is really familiar. Do I know your voice from somewhere? And I was like, well, you know, I do this little podcast. And he was like, Oh, my God, it's Betty. You're Betty in the sky with a suitcase. Oh, my God, it's Betty. And like, three rows up and three rows back people were looking like what who who's where what huh <laughs> I've never just uh had someone recognize I sat next to someone and they actually I was like you listen to the show and he's like of course I listen to the show 
<laughs> he actually was coming back from a frequent flyer convention. And I have to apologize. His name's Howie. And he's um, he does a blog at the frugaltravelguy.com. And I recorded... I interviewed him and it was great because you could hear the takeoff sounds and everything. And he was, he told me this great story and I'll tell you the story, but I, I don't know what happened. I lost that audio. I, I edited it. And the only thing I can figure is I didn't save it properly. I looked everywhere. It's a shame because I, I, I thought it was fun to interview the first person who, you know, recognized my voice in person, <laughs> but I don't have the audio. But anyway, he was telling me he was just at this convention. And I don't know anything about this because, you know, I have travel benefits, but there's like a whole community of people uh, with various websites like that, um, the frugal travel guy, where they basically alert each other when there are like, um, mistaken airfares, like he said, he got a trip to Brussels one time for like $50 round trip. It's like a mistake. Somebody who's ever entering the fairs makes a mistake and then they alert each other like, hurry up, hurry up, there's a there's a fair, you know, hurry up and get it before somebody corrects it. So I was I was recording him because he was telling this great story how he saw this great fair going from like Burma to Canada. And he doesn't live anywhere near Burma or Canada. And he wasn't interested in going to Burma. But he was able to use that fair to book like three different trips, one to Thailand, one to St. Petersburg, one to somewhere else. And, and he was gonna all of them, he was gonna have to go through Burma. And here, he also was going to get miles for all of it. I mean, he booked some of them were like first class and business class tickets. And I, it was crazy. Like some of the fares for, were like $600 for the two of them in like business class getting all the way to Thailand. I mean, I guess there are some deals to be had out there. And I guess it's probably kind of fun. You know, it's kind of like um, working the system. You know, it's kind of like uh, you feel like you're getting away with something. <laughs> I didn't even realize there was a whole community of people who do this and they share the information with each other. And it, it's, uh, if you had the flexibility and everything, I could see how it'd be fun. Um, but I just am so frustrated that I lost that Howie audio because we had a fun conversation. It was fun. I thought it was fun to record the first person I sat next to who recognized my voice. He thought it was fun <laughs> to be sitting next to me. But if anyone who listens to this podcast knows, I do some stupid things sometimes. And I haven't done anything stupid in a while, but uh, losing that Howie audio is one of them. I'm retiring from um, the end of December. Wow. And I'm, I'm in my 48th year of flying. <laughs> and okay, so something happened? Well, yeah, something happened. I, um, when I signed, we, we've got an incentive package, and when I signed the papers um, April 30th, I knew I had eight more months to fly. So I, I have nine brothers and sisters, and I emailed them, and I told them that I was going to fly long layovers and that I was going to pay for their trips and they could come along with me. And that's wonderful. Well, it's, I can't think of a better retirement party. I said I'm throwing an eight-month retirement party. With all your loved And you're invited. So... I, um, my sister was on the Brussels trip with me last week. She was in the gatehouse waiting to be cleared. And she just struck up a conversation with a gentleman. And, and she said, well, I'm, I'm here with my sister. She's brought me over to Brussels. And um, she's in her 48th year of flying. And he was just fascinated. And, he's, and, and, and that I was retiring. And, and so he was fascinated. He said, 48 years and she said yes 48 years 1965 she started so he, he 
he, he said, well, when we get on board, I'd like to meet her. And he said, I don't know anybody who's flown or worked an airline or a company for 48 years, almost 50. So when, he, when she was boarded and he was there with her, she said, Margie, you've got to come meet Mike. So I went to shake his hand and he handed me a bottle of Dom Perignon champagne that he bought in the duty free. And just it, for you? Just for me. And he had never even seen you before? He had never met me, never seen me. He said, I just had to celebrate this occasion with you because I don't know of anyone who has worked for the, our company for that long. You're getting me all teary. <laughs> <laughs> Jet with okay, so what happened? Okay, my friend called me right before I went on this trip, flight attendant, and she proceeded to tell me that they were delayed because they had to go back because a woman in first class took her clothes off, and she was hot, and so she proceeded to take her, <laughs> she proceeded to take her bra off, and then she took her shirt off, and so they had to go back to the gate oh, to plane this lady, yes, because she was hot. But then when she got back to the gate, they took her off, and she proceeded to light up a cigarette when she was. <laughs> <laughs> we really move on tail for you to Chicago. Make your every wish I've had people try to open the windows to get fresh air. How do they try to open it? Well, they ask me if they can open the red. Probably like looking for a button. Yeah, yeah. They asked me if they can open it for fresh air. And then I had a gentleman on the 757 who literally jerked and jerked and jerked on the handle to try to get the door open in flight. Of course, it won't open in flight. Right, but what was wrong with him? Was there something? There was something wrong with him. We never could figure it out. But we did finally get him sit to sit back down, but we had to have a, a male flight attendant come back. And he remembers, the male flight attendant remembers that story to this day. We called him Looney Lonnie, the guy that tried to open the door. <laughs> Looney Lonnie. Looney Lonnie. And then the weirdest thing that's probably happened to me ever was shortly after I started flying, so it was probably... 82, 83, and I had a gentleman, this is back when we were still smoking, and I had a gentleman that stopped me in the aisle and he said, you are poisoning me. And I said, excuse me? And he said, your crew is poisoning me. You know how I can tell? And I said, how? And he took his cigarette out of his mouth and he put it on his skin and burned his skin. I could smell flesh burning. Burned his skin and said, see, I feel no pain. I would feel pain if you weren't poisoning me. And all the crew members went, boom, all the way up to the cockpit. And I went, okay, I'm like back here by myself. That sounds like Looney Lonnie. That sounds like Looney Lonnie. Um, but anyway. He burned himself in front of you. himself. He did. It was really pretty gross. But um, anyway, but after that, we, you know, we talked to him and tried to settle him down. And we actually thought about diverting and landing, actually. That's how serious it was. And you're like mutilating yourself yeah it was it was weird but um and I, it was one of those short hops it wasn't international so anyway we just we took him off and i think medical attention met him or something but it was those were two pretty weird things autumn fest time on continental's dc-10 flights to chicago turkey yeah hams old time radio show i've been doing this podcast for so long sometimes i can't remember if i've told stories on the show or not um and i have one story that kind of a cosmic thank you that um, I thought I'd mention. It's from a long time ago. Well, actually, the story started a long time ago. I've mentioned before, I used to date an actor. And um, a long time ago, I met him on the plane. It was very exciting. Led a lifestyle that was uh, very different than my lifestyle now. And um, I was a real supportive girlfriend, you know, and I wanted his career to thrive. He's actually on a TV show now. He's, I think he's doing quite well. Um 
And uh, he was contemplating, you know, he'd get a script, we'd talk about it, and um, he was telling me who the actress was already cast, and I was like, oh, she's great. She used to have her own TV show. I think she's going to be a big star. Uh, she's beautiful. And I'm like, you should do it. She's, you know, she's got a lot of heat, and, um, you know, I think she's going to really, you know, probably end up with a movie career or something. And he was like, really? He really wasn't that familiar with her. And oh, here I am, dumb me suggesting, you know, yeah, you should work with this really beautiful actress. <laughs> so he takes the part. They're the two leads. And um, it's filming in Toronto. And he's staying at the Four Seasons, like I said, lifestyle that I don't have now. <laughs> I'm staying at these $25 night hotels. And he's now and I used to stay with him at the Four Seasons. Anyway, um, I had a cold. So I didn't, um, I wasn't feeling well. So I didn't see him for it had been like two weeks, and that was a long time for us. You know, um, we we were, you know, we'd see each other all the time. So I go up there, and you know, of course, we'd been talking on the phone in between there. But I go up there, still like nursing the end of my cold, and uh, we're going to go to dinner with the two leads. Um, so my boyfriend and this actress and like some producers, I think the director, and we go have this fancy, if you ask me, dinner, and. Um, that actress, she's acting weird. And uh, she gets up and says, I'm, I'm not having dessert. I'm going to walk back to the hotel myself. And I was thinking, well, that's strange. You know, it's night. She's going to walk by herself. But she did. She kind of left in a weird, just felt weird. Um, and uh, we get back to the hotel and she calls our room. And I'm hearing his end of the conversation. And he's like, you know, my girlfriend, Betty, um, you know, I haven't seen her in like two weeks. And you know, she just got here. And I really can't talk on the phone. I can't hear what she's saying. I can only hear what he's saying. And he's like, Look, I can't talk. I'm sorry. I gotta go. You know, I haven't seen my girlfriend in, in a couple of weeks. And you know, uh, and he can't get off the phone. I don't know what she's saying. But I'm thinking, all right, something's fishy here. <laughs> this is not, you know, this isn't going. No, this isn't right. This is beautiful actor. She was married at the time. She's now married to a very famous actor. But at the time, she was married to some producer or something. So she's married. And I'm thinking, something, something, something's going on here. You know, I, this isn't right. You know, she's calling his room when she knows his girlfriend's in town and she won't get off the phone. Something's weird, you know. So I had to confront my boyfriend and, you know, um, he was sort of denying things. But I was like, you know, I, I, I can't compete with beautiful actresses, you know, I can't, I, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to, um, I'm the one who told you to take the job in the first place, <laughs> anyway, we ended up breaking up over this, and they did, I don't know, I don't know, they didn't want to know the extent of how or when things happened, but he did, we did get back together later, and he did admit that there was something going on, and I think right after the movie was over, she didn't want anything to do with him, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not going to say who the famous actress is, but I, you know, and then we got back together and then we broke up. And then this was years later. This was probably five, seven years after, you know, she basically was stealing my boyfriend <laughs> that I see her in Bed Bath & Beyond. Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, home goods store. And I'm thinking, oh, and I'm thinking she probably doesn't remember me, you know, years ago. It meant nothing to her, I'm sure. Um... And she's in my way at the line at the Bed Bath and Beyond. And the clerk sees that she's in my way and says, Excuse me, but you're you're in her way. And she turns around and she looks right at me and she says, I am so 
sorry. Like it was a bigger sorry than just being in, you know, in somebody's way. And I couldn't tell if she recognized me and she was really saying she was sorry or if she's just dramatic because she's an actress. <laughs> she, she was given an overdramatic, I am so sorry. But I took it as a cosmic uh, sorry and her being sorry for what she did and her bad behavior. <laughs> but I don't know if it was, but I don't like disliking anyone, um, even if they do steal my boyfriend. Uh, and after she did that, sorry, I didn't dislike her anymore. I figure, okay, you know, slate's clear. <laughs> but now I don't, uh, well, I'm not dating and hobnobbing with famous people. I also don't have to compete with beautiful actresses. So <laughs> I guess that's a plus. Watch two ladies get on together. Yeah. It was evident from what walk of life they came. Okay. Holding hands. One was, I mean, it was the stereotypical couple too. Okay. One, one was very manly and butch, but the other one, you know, she, she, she was more feminine, but, but they were holding hands. And then he sat down. And then as we pushed from the gate, they even, you know, they weren't, it wasn't a makeout session, but they did the little, they little, the little kiss as in, you know, here we go, departing on our adventure kiss or something along those lines. And I was back in 3B and they were in 1A and 1B. And I, I, I mean, I don't know what happened, but it, it was a, I don't even remember where the flight was going, but uh, we had been under waste for a while. Oh, I don't know. All of a sudden it just started getting loud. It started getting loud and they were yelling at each other and that got my attention and I'm looking about that time flight attendant pokes her head around from the front galley because she's hearing commotion too and then all of a sudden hands just started flailing I mean it oh they were smacking it was open-handed but hands were just going everywhere it looked just like oh yeah and there was hollering and screaming and the flight attendant she kind of started leaning in there to, to break them up and then another flight attendant came around the corner it was a male flight attendant. You might get hit. But uh, but they 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 ended up separating. It was, you know, I, I had undone my seatbelt and started to have that inquisitive look as to whether or not I should get involved. And I and I made eye to eye contact with one of the flight attendants, and she shook her head, and they had them calm down. I mean, it wasn't all that exciting, but they even left them sitting where they belonged. And the flight attendant stood there and sat and talked with him for a while. I don't know. Yeah, and she must have been the the peacekeeper. And then I I never asked the flight attendant. I I fully intended to later in the flight. I've never had a lesbian brawl. That would be a first for me. It was all out. Flying Continental today, sir? No, not today. You can't fly Continental? lucky enough to have a nice long 48-hour Dublin layover. And boy, you know what? What a great place. I mean, the food is so good. The people are nice and friendly. It's really quaint. Granted, it rains all the time. (laughs) It's always cold. But uh, since I had such a nice long layover, I took a train to a castle in Malahide. And uh, I asked one of the workers there if they would tell me a story. So here's that. Okay, I'm here at Malahide Castle, and they're famous for having multiple ghosts. They think five ghosts. So I'm asked, I asked someone here, I said, does anyone have a personal story about a ghost sighting here? And you're Tracy? 
And so what happened? Um, I was actually on the admissions office last night and we have cameras all around the castle and I was looking at some of the rooms that were in darkness and I just saw a shadow of something move straight across the camera. What, what did it look like? It was just like black smoke. Went, the shadow just cast straight across the, the camera. Would you have any idea where you wouldn't know which one? Oh, no, but um, I was over there for lunch today and I was talking to the guides and the assistants across there and they were saying, well, where did you see it? And I said it was in the large dining, um, in the large living room and they were saying, oh, that's really strange you're saying that because they've been hearing knocking in there. There's knocking in there? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, yes, and apparently the um, security guards at night time are walking around and they hear knocks all the time in different rooms. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, yeah yes, okay. <laughs> I was working a trip the day after Thanksgiving from Motown to LaGuardia and we had a very famous female Motown star on board and it was just working one leg to LaGuardia with a 24 plus hour layover and I was taking my mother with me so we could go Christmas shopping. Well, I decided to work in the back of the aircraft because I did not want to contend with this Motown crowd up front and first. So my mom was up there watching the whole show go on. So it was mom and Motown? Yeah, Mo mom and Motown, yeah. <laughs> and it was snowing like beat hell by the time we got into LaGuardia. There was no gate for us. So we sat there for mm, probably a good hour with all the snow accumulating. They finally gave us a gate and we pulled in and we overshot the, uh, the jetway pulling in. So now they had to locate a tug to push us back. And uh, Miss Motown star <laughs> lost it at this point and she started screaming, do you know who I am? I'm very important and you get somebody out here to get me off the aircraft. To which my mother sitting across the aisle from her looked at her and stared daggers into her too, saying to herself, hmm, I wonder if she remembers she grew up in the Brewster Projects in Detroit. <laughs> so that's, that's, that was it. But, but we, 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 no, we, we did not open the door for her. She had to wait until the aircraft was pushed back and the jetway was brought back up. I don't think she uh, is earning frequent flyer miles on us anymore. No. And, you know, it's like the idea of mom and Motown. Well, mom and Motown. And, <laughs> and do you remember you grew up in the Brewster Projects? <laughs> This flight attendant just told me the story, and she didn't want to tell it because she thought it was embarrassing, but I thought it was funny. You know, we get real busy sometimes on certain flights. She was on a, a domestic flight, and there's only like three flight attendants. She was in charge, and she was working first class. And, you know, sometimes on some flights, you're really busy. You know, you get in that mode. You're like running up and down the aisles. You're trying to get everything done. But, you know, Mother Nature calls, and I'm sure all of you know, lots of times there's a line for the bathroom, and she kept, you know, needing to go in there but you know everybody there were people in line so finally it, she sees oh my gosh there's nobody in line I mean I run in there really quick then I had to hurry up and finish the rest of the service I got like 20 minutes till you know initial descent okay she gets in there she hurries up she squats down a lot of us you know don't want to uh touch anything in there so she squats down and she's going and she's thinking okay this I gotta do this I gotta do this gotta do this and she didn't notice that the seat was down <laughs> until 
<laughs> she's squatting, you know, with her feet wide, not realizing that it's going over the seat, down, over, you know, it's a, it's not a carpet in there. It's, you know, fake hardwood floor or whatever. And it's going out the door into first class. <laughs> she was peeing out into first class. She said she was never so embarrassed. And she's like trying to clean it up. You know, she's got all these other things to do. <laughs> the last thing she needed to do was clean up her own pee. <laughs> The passenger, well, I didn't know her name, but he came on board, a real grumpy first-class passenger, you know, and the flight was full, and he walked on a 727, and she was in the first-class galley. You heard about this, you didn't? This is, we'll see which one. With the garment bag? And he walked up to her, and he said, find a place for this effing bag, and threw it at her feet. She looked at him, she said, okay, I'll find a place for it. She turned around, opened up the galley door. <laughs> threw it out the door and see y'all find a, to the ramp guys below y'all find a place for this effing bag <laughs> I heard she got I had two stories either she got fired or she got suspended <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know but I have a little store where I have um I've uploaded images to greeting cards and t-shirts and stuff and you know what Christmas cards are kind of popular. People kind of like them. People, I think, that don't even listen to the show. So if you're looking for some airline-themed Christmas cards, you can always go to www.bettyinthesky.com. Check it out. And uh, don't forget, um, means so much to me. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, and I would imagine in heading into the Christmas season that everybody's going to be doing a lot of shopping online, if you would be so kind as to go to my website, bettyinthesky.com, and click through my Amazon links. It supports the show. It helps me out. And uh, as I'm going to talk to you in the next story, I'm on my way to Madagascar. Ah! <laughs> it's going to be an interesting trip. I don't speak any Malagasy. <laughs> my sister was like, what language do they speak? I'm like, oh, I... I think everybody, don't, doesn't they teach that to everyone in school, Malagasy? <laughs> anyway, if you're going to go to Amazon, if you're going to buy something anyway, it doesn't cost you anything, and you can support the show if you click through my website, BettyInTheSky.com. Now, I am really excited. Um, excited and slightly nervous, but uh, I'm planning a trip, big trip, uh, coming up here in November, and um, I, I'm going to Madagascar. Uh, I've always wanted to go. I want to see the lemurs. I'm sort of, you know, ticking my way through the animal kingdom. I want to see everything in the wild. And, uh, you know, those lemurs are just fantastic looking. You know, they look like something from another planet. And there's so many different kinds of them. I've heard them described as, uh, or this one kind of like, kind of looks like a third grader in a panda suit. <laughs> you got to see that. And apparently, uh, one species makes this incredible sound so I'll try to record that for the next podcast. I'm slightly nervous because it doesn't seem like it's that easy to get around there. Um, it's not like on the tourist trail per se and uh, there's a bunch of diseases you can catch. I was reading those and I was kind of thinking maybe I should change my destination. I mean there's one sleeping sickness. It's like first there's flu-like symptoms and then uh, then you go into coma and then you die. So there's a lot of crazy things you can catch there. Lots of parasites. And oh, I was reading that going, maybe, I don't know, but I really want to see the lemurs. Um, hopefully everything will be fine. It also doesn't seem really easy to get around. It's like you could take these, I, I know I'll be mispronouncing everything because until, until you hear somebody else 
say something. I don't I don't know how you pronounce it, but it looks like you get around on taxi bruises. Uh, it, to me, it sounds to me like it's probably like a chicken box, chicken, chicken, chicken bus, uh, like in Central and South America. Um, I'm assuming because it's like it's these these vehicles that get really overcrowded and um, and take you from town to town, uh, probably like a collectivo. I'm just guessing. But anyway, it's like, okay, uh, to get to this town is 10 hours by taxi, Bruce. And you're thinking, oh, huh? Yeah, I really do want to see those lemurs. <laughs> just say hello to a brand new world. It's just outside your door. All right, Lana, your last quote is from a Spirit Airlines ad that came out this week. We let fares loose, not seats. Spirit Air was poking ah, fun <laughs> at one of their competitors. What airline is having trouble keeping their seats bolted down? American. Yes, American Airlines this week created a perk for its frequent flyers. Sit wherever the heck you want. The FAA reported that at least three different planes, rows of seats became loose, unbolted from the floor. Was this sabotage by disgruntled workers or just the latest innovation in airline comfort? Hey, you want an aisle seat? No problem. Everybody push. Let's go. <laughs> or, this is the best part, if you're clever, you can get an upgrade to first class if you just scooch it forward every time the flight attendant turns around. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We were always sitting here. Can we have some warm nuts, please? You know. That's got to be scary if you start out in a window seat and wake up and you're in an aisle seat. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. This is maybe our favorite story. Uh, two American Airlines flight attendants in New York, maybe because of the pressure, um, got into an actual fight in the plane. Oh, man. One, like got a... the, one got on the PA and said, okay, everybody needs to turn off your cell phones, including the other flight attendant. Ooh. And that flight attendant got mad at being called out and they went at each other. The worst part was when they both grabbed those little bottles of liquor and went smashing. <laughs> Tiny little, little broken yeah. bottles. Carl, how did Lana do in our quiz? Lana, you had uh, three correct answers. A long time ago, I had a dog. And the dog had... Your dog. My dog had been injured and... Um, I had to go to work that day. My car had a dead battery. It was an old MG, and I kept pushing it up and down the driveway, trying to pop the clutch and get it going, but I couldn't get it going. So I had to walk to the, to the bus, the express bus that took you to the airport. My dog, unbeknownst to me, sneaks behind all the houses while I'm wa walking out on the road. And when I get to the buses, She's scared to death, comes over, and now she's very frightened because the injury had been, her foot was run over by a car. I was not going to be able to get to the airport in time if um, I walked her back home and locked her up. So, couldn't think of what to do, and all of a sudden it came to me and I called a cab. Okay, so what did the dog do when it got in the taxi? When the cab pulled up, I opened the door and I told the dog to get in. And she got in and she sat in the middle of the back seat and you could just see that dog grinning from ear to ear. She was so happy to be out of the traffic area. And the cab driver said, what do you want me to do with her? And I said, just drive to this address and open the door. And he said, well, what will she do? I said, she'll get out.
You sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure she'll get out. So she was happy to be treated like she that. She was grinning from ear to ear, happy in as a cat. She was so happy in that. I could see her just sitting in the middle of the back seat, those ears perked up, the driver going along. It was like, go James. <laughs> so I got on the bus. I was very relieved. My dog was probably going to be all right. And, taking a cab by uh, the dog's taking the cab and I'm sitting behind the bus driver and all the way to the airport he's shaking his head and he's going I seen it all I seen it all he says you take the bus to work and you put the dog in the cab <laughs> That's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel the world together. And I, like I said, I'm off to Madagascar. I'm so excited about it. And uh, some people have been asking, my niece has been asking if um, I'm going to start, if I should start posting pictures on Instagram. Um, I only have a couple days, a lot of things to do. Got to get the podcast out, got to pack, still trying to get hotels. And anyway, if I get around to it, I'll, I'll try to get an Instagram account and start posting pictures. Um, hopefully, I have a lot of lemurs that I'll get to see in Madagascar. So that's about it. Join me again next time so we can travel the world together. Thanks. Bye. Say hello to Pan Am.